Welcome to the Cinema Rag, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to the Cinema Rag. Today, we're going to continue part two of Brad Pitt filmography, one of the most iconic film stars of the last 40 years. Part one, I definitely recommend you check out, which was our inaugural episode, was 90s Brad Pitt. And we essentially got to the end of the 90s when we were talking about and debating whether or not the Mexican was any good. May thinks it was good. I think it was overrated and is definitely not in the top 10 of the filmography of Brad Pitt. But we'll neither here nor there. We debated that at the end of last episode. So let's continue here. So Pitt definitely peak Pitt as we know him today in terms of his looks and in terms of his star power. The, the next major movie he does is iconic. He teams up with Soderbergh and does the Oceans trilogy. Oceans 11 comes out at the beginning of this millennium in 2001. What, what is your take, May, on Rusty Ryan? When you think of Pitt and Oceans 1, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I mean, I think it's a very slick movie. And, you know, I think they all collaborated quite well together but i'm not a huge fan of oceans 11 wow, wow. So. hot take hot take <laughs> i i love ocean you know what here's my hot take we'll cover we'll, you know we can discuss all the oceans movies now i love oceans 12 but i love oceans 11 brad pitt looks good i mean top notch in his tutorial skills the way they have him dressed you notice he's eating in every scene pretty much and he is such a great lieutenant to Clooney in the movie. I think they work exceedingly well together. And in the later movies, when they bring in Matt Damon more, because in the first movie, he has a small role. He has an important role, but really, certainly by by 12 and 13, uh, he's essentially one of the top three in terms of, of the the graft that they're playing. Whereas in the first one, he's, He's kind of like the the novice, right? You see kind of things through his eyes. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think, I mean, this is Brad Pitt. This is sexy Brad Pitt. I mentioned in part one, there's two movies that Brad Pitt almost made me go gay. Spoiler alert. In the first one, it's The <laughs> Legends of the Fall. This is not the number two movie. We're, we're coming up to that. But I think he's great in this movie. I mean, I think in his over, when he passes away, I think this is like top five movie scenes that they'll show out of his movie what do you think you don't agree with me well i i think he's you know he is good looking enough but i i don't there are other stars in that cast that probably stand out more of course meaning george clooney yeah so what um, one out of the uh, out of the 12 did you throw out andy garcia um, yeah, I think Andy Garcia kind of stands out as well, just because he's had such a limited uh, career. So, and, you know, I do remember him from Internal Affairs back yes. in the 86. Yes. And he was very handsome back then. And he was also in Godfather 3. 
yeah, uh, back in 1990, I believe. Controversial and, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so, I don't know. I, I'm not, just let me be clear. I, I like Brad Pitt a lot, but, I, you know, he's not my favorite. He's not my favorite actor. So I'll you're saying so you're saying you don't like the Ocean's movies or you don't like Pitt in the movie? Well, I think Pitt is good. He is good, but I really don't like the Ocean's movies, really. And why why is that? I I don't know. They they just they just seem too well put together as far as <laughs> the casting and everything, you know? I, I, I don't think that you know, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised that Soderbergh is the director of that movie uh, because he's done so much. Oh, um, I, but yeah, I, I guess that would be probably his his main his mainstay as far as being remembered in Hollywood. I would agree. I think it's like yeah. Sex, Lies, and Videotape. And then the first, I mean, his most mainstream movie that's been successful is his trilogy, and he's not known to do trilogies. But mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think it's fascinating. You think that the, you say the movie's too too well done and that's somehow a negative on it I well it's just too much it's too much at once too too much you know um bravado perhaps and too much of like you said sartorial um suits and you know that kind of thing just too too perfect for me and I know Julia Roberts is in it as well. So all right. Well, we all disagree. I think the Oceans movies are a breeze. I think they're so fun to watch. The acting's top notch. You can live vicariously through them, especially in the first two. I think Oceans 12, actually, which is typically considered not to be as good as eleven. I like to watch twelve more because it's got Vincent Castle as as the Nighthawk. And mm -hmm. and uh, it just takes place in Europe, and I love any movie that takes place in Europe. Plus, you got Zeta Jones. What, what do you think of the chemistry of Zeta Jones and and Crit uh, Pitt in Ocean's Twelve? Yeah, I, I think that, like I said, I said before, I think that if you're a woman, you're always going to have some amount of chemistry. Yeah. With Brad Pitt. Yeah, I, I think he's great. <laughs> I think I think he's great. I think they definitely have chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think he's amazing. Ocean's 13 is probably the one that people forget the most. That's the one with Pacino and Andy Garcia's character teams up yeah. with with uh, the Ocean Squad to to take down uh, mm -hmm. Pacino's character. That's the one where, where Matt David wears that horrible nose prosthetic and has to seduce Ellen Barkin. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, either way, I think Rusty Ryan is, is iconic, Pitt, and I think out of as many movies, I think it's, I would say probably Oceans is the most rewatchable movie where if it's on cable, you can put it on and it's an easy, easy watch, easy breeze, as opposed to, let's say, Fight Club or Seven, which are great movies, it for, you know, created his career. But those are nihilistic, dark movies. That I don't think most people are like, I want to get in a good mood and watch Seven. Well, I, I agree with you on that, but there are a few cinephiles there who who would prefer watching Seven over Ocean's Eleven. I would I would say that I could I could see that. I mean, you know, yeah. you're, you're picking Fincher or Soderbergh, and they're totally different movies. But for and, me, as a cinephile, right. I would rather watch the Ocean's movie. Yeah, but you really with Seven, you can't beat Kevin Spacey's performance, and 
Morgan Freeman too. Absolutely. They're, they're right. apples and oranges in terms of movies and in terms of their approach, the directorial style and just the vibe that they give. And I would rather watch an easy breezy caper than watch something like seven, which makes you want to put a bullet in your head because it just. True. It's, I have to admit, after I watched seven, I couldn't eat spaghetti for months. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's keep going here. So after a couple of years, you know, he, of course, he, he creates Plan B, his his producing company, which is very successful. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not going to really touch base on on his behind the scenes stuff. He did win an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave as, as a producer of that. And he was and we forgot to mention this in, in the part one that he did get nominated for 12 Monkeys. Uh, but let's continue here. So 2004, we got Troy. I love Troy. Now, Troy, historically big fan of Greek mythology, big fan of Homer. It does take a lot of creative licenses. This is the second movie that almost would make me gay. Brad Pitt, chiseled, the long hair. I guess it's it's me, Pitt, and long hair. Pitt, Uh long hair, almost makes me gay. I love him. (laughs) I think he plays a great Achilles. I think think Wolfgang Peterson directed that movie. I think the movie is hit and miss i think the casting is great i think orlando bloom is a great paris diane kruger is great as hell of troy i think we'll maybe have a future episode on my boy eric bana but I, I i think it's like why did this guy not have a better career but you can have your banna take here then you got peter o'toole i mean then you have young well, rose Byrne. you mentioned eric bana and i think the the ceasing of his career was with hulk really well yeah because you didn't you saw him in funny people sandler's movie he has a comedic role as as the cuck as leslie mann's husband who sandler and her cheat on and he's funny he really plays up true but as as far as leading yeah yeah i I don't know because i think he's talented but let's stick to Pitt. what's your take on Pitt in troy no i mean i think he's wonderful i mean i think he he fits the part and uh he's you know, he's he actually makes a, another name for himself by being in Troy again, yet again. He's he's always reinventing himself in these movies. And I think that's that's his, his special quality that he has. That you don't necessarily remember him as the actor, but you really do remember him in his performance in Troy. So um, well, I think with Troy, uh, one of the one of the takes on like British period movies, I guess you could call this a British period movie, even though it's a Greek tragedy, Homer's tragedy here. Uh, it's it's the variety of accent. So Pitt tries to pull off some British accent. I don't, you know, it's so strange. Like you watch Kira Knightley's movie that she did when she was um, Madame. I know she was Anna Karenina. It's, I just love it. Like no matter where the the movie is set. Mia Wasikowski does Madame Bovary, but they're they're all like British accents. So in that movie, you got Brian Cox. Brian Cox plays Agamemnon and 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 Troy, and he's Scottish. And then Pitt, of course, is American. He's trying to do a British. Banna is trying to do a British. Diana Kruger is German. It is. I just think you get this polyglot movie where everyone's doing different accents, but then we all have to remember that they're ancient Greeks. Right. That's true. 
And they I maybe think, should have coordinated a little bit better there. Well, you know, you've seen movies where actors try a bad accent and it just tanks mm -hmm. the movie. So I, I don't think it takes away from Troy that Pitt's trying to do this somewhat British accent that kind of waxes and wanes. As a whole, I think he's great in it. The movie made money, but is not really critically well received. Uh, but it, right. but it did, it did well in the box office, and of course, that's what Hollywood really cares about. All right, two thousand four, we got Ocean's Twelve, my favorite. I love Ocean's Twelve out of the Ocean's movies. Then we get the very controversial two thousand five, Mister and Mrs. Smith. I think most people are well aware that at this time. Pitt was married to Jennifer Aniston, America's sweetheart, and had an affair with the trashy Cluster B personality, whack job, vindictive, nightmare vixen that we all know her to be now, post their divorce, who is Angelina Jolie. What is your <laughs> what is your remembrance of this movie? Have you seen it recently? I haven't watched it recently, but I just I do see and feel the chemistry between them, but I think a lot of it is just guns, 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 action, action, action. Uh, and not a whole, it's not a great movie, to be honest. I would you. agree. It's not a great movie. What you can yeah. definitely see is the chemistry and you can definitely, right. kind of like William Hurt and Kathleen Turner body heat. You could totally tell they were screwing mm -hmm. and you can watch this movie and just totally tell. And her kids, her kids will always remember it as the movie where the parents met. So I, I guess they can watch it. I don't know if they they would watch it fondly as this is the movie where my mom had an affair behind <laughs> my husband's back with him. And look, and at the time, I mean, Us Weekly existed before this. Entertainment Weekly used to be a weekly periodical. But I mean, this this affair at the time, if you guys are young, you don't understand how big this was. It was in the in the media, the paparazzi, and so forth. And but to be ahead. fair to Angelina, she did say that it happens after the movie. Was okay, that, that's up. complete nonsense. Of course, that that's well spinning the narrative. That's spinning. The well, narrative. we don't know okay. for certain. Okay, May, you okay. stick to that. I, I was about to say that Pitt gets off Scott clean on this affair, right? Everyone sees Jolie as the the hussy, right? Thing. It was like, no, no, he didn't get a lot of slack for this. It's all Ojo Lee's the, mm -hmm. the one who broke up that marriage and so forth. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's not a memorable movie. Um, it's got some funny cameos, but as a whole, I would not. And at the end, if we have time, we'll do top five pit for each of us. Spoiler, he's, it's not in my top five. 2006, we have Babel. Eh, yeah, not much to say about it. <laughs> it has a lot of... It got a lot of critical acclaim yeah. for that director. Yeah. Um, and I think that Pitt actually does a great job as the husband with Kate uh, Blanchett, I believe. I think it's, um, I, it's just one of those movies, and that's Alejandro Ina Rudy. Yeah. So, you know, pretty yeah, well known no. Mexican director. I just don't find that movie rewatchable. You know, I've watched it once and I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, move on. That, that's how right. I feel about it right now. So we got 2007, Ocean's 13, and then 2007, great year for Pitt. He does the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. I remember seeing this one time and thinking this is really great. Both he and I think Casey Affleck, right? Casey Affleck is the coward Robert Ford are great. I think it's just mm -hmm. well acted. It's a great movie. Okay. I just remember thinking, yeah, I'm not going to watch this ever again. 
<laughs> have you seen it? No, I have not seen it. Okay, movie. well, we'll move on. Uh, Burn After Reading. Burn After right, Reading. Right, and that's actually a great movie. A great movie. What with you, George Clooney. Okay, um, what, do you, what is your take on Pitt's character? Because he does play kind of type. He's not typecast. He is not the sexy kind of leading man, suave. He... This is a Cohen Mutt Brothers movie, by the way, if you guys don't know. He kind of plays like a buffoon, right? He's like a buffoon. Yeah, he plays the funky fitness director or fitness king or whatever you want to call him. Um, it, and he's very funny. He's very funny. And, yeah. You like Pitt, like in movies like Snatch, movies I like do. 12 Monkeys, movies mm -hmm. like Burn After Reading, where he doesn't play the second generation Robert Redford that he really is. You like him when he's just kind of goofy and off the wall. Sort of, yeah. I mean, I like him when he's eccentric, basically. Okay. And when he when he chooses a movie like Burn After Reading in that role, again, he, he really falls into that role and you don't really see or notice him necessarily, but you, you really get engrossed into the character, I believe. Okay, well, we'll 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 agree disagree. I I'm not a big Cohen Brothers fan as a whole. My favorite from here, from them is Oh Brother We're Out That. But as a whole, we'll talk about directors that we don't like because I know you're not a big fan of Paul Thomas Anderson, and I I think I respect him more than you do. But I just don't <laughs> like Cohen Brothers. And when I watched this, I was like, Pitt's doing something different. But eh, it's like one of those movies I'm not gonna watch again. All right, right. let's keep going because we got about ten minutes here. And we have about. 14 years luckily he doesn't do as many movies the older he gets curious case of benjamin button this is an oscar award nomination what is your take on benjamin button and his performance I, th I think he really he he takes a great leap in face as far as the script is concerned and he's able to deliver on on that promise you know that he made to the director i guess and that's fincher yeah. fincher directed that that's his second time with fincher mm -hmm. yeah fincher's good i like fincher um <laughs> benjamin button i think is considered not to be one of his top three or four i think i think pitt is gorgeous in it especially young you know young pitt when he becomes young uh mm -hmm. it's just one of those meet joe black kind of roles where he's just plain vanilla you know sarah jane and tall kind of just like all america but i don't think he shows a lot of range now the following year inglorious bastards right what do you think of pitt in this movie i think he's he's good i mean i think that quentin tarantino doing the revisionist history is not always something i'm a fan of but I think it it kind of works in this film. Um, but it is pretty controversial, I would think. And um, I, 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 you know, you get to see him for the first time, I think, in, in uniform, really, like that. Um, even though it's fiction, you know. Um, well, but no, I think he does a he does a decent job. I think this is his iconic role. This is top five pit. I okay. think I think this is a perfect combination movie where you you get the kind of wacky pit that you like with the more straight charismatic pit that I like, and mm -hmm. I I just think as Lieutenant Aldo 
He is great. He, he pulls off the accent. The accent's believable. His role is believable. He's just amazing in this movie. I think he's absolutely amazing. I think, I mean, he should have been nominated for this. And we'll talk about Tarantino when we do a videography on Tarantino, filmography on him. But I think this is Tarantino's, I mean, top two for me, top two. I'll throw in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I'm not sure I, about I, that. I, I like Bastard I mean, way more than Pulp Fiction. But I no, think that, I think Pulp Fiction's his top. Okay, well, maybe, maybe it's my predilection for World War II movies, but I think I think Bastards is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think he's amazing in it. All right, let's keep going here. We're going to skip some of his lower roles, uh, his roles that aren't as big. Um, he's in Tree of Life. Which That's is a great movie. Terrence Malish movie. Yeah. Do you want to comment on it? Because I have not seen it. Um, he just does a wonderful job being, you know, somebody who's more cantankerous, I think, a father, uh, while growing up, um, Sean Penn's character, um, but he doesn't actually have any scenes, I don't think, with Sean Penn, really, so, (laughs) but that would be something else to see So you think he does a good job? Yes, yes, definitely. Now, I'm not going to comment on the movie, I know Malik... He's done like three movies, four movies. He does a movie like every twenty years, correct? And I haven't—I can't say I've seen Badlands or any of his movies, so I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna comment on this. Now, the next movie, he also got nominated, Moneyball. He plays Billy Bean, the real life, uh, excuse me, father of analytics for baseball. He's nominated for this. What's your take on his role in Moneyball? I mean, I think that in this role, he he's a very you know it's a very smart movie and i think his betting on sports and you know that kind of thing i think that's something that's totally different from what he's ever done okay. in, in his, his films you know? here's here's my hot take i don't think he should have been nominated for this movie i think he's great in this movie but i think as opposed to inglorious bastards where he should have been nominated. Moneyball is not a movie you should have been nominated. Don't get me wrong. I think this is an excellent movie. I just, mm-hmm. he's playing himself on one level. He, I, and we'll talk about this in the upcoming episode, five overrated actors and actresses. When, when an actor essentially plays himself and shows no range, no accent, I, uh, like Jennifer Aniston, I think, uh, and she's not in my top five, but Jennifer Aniston to me is overrated because she can't do a period movie. She's just Jennifer Aniston in every movie. You could almost say that about Clooney, aside from Oh Brother, We're Out That. You know, he's just charismatic Clooney. And in this movie... I, I think I disagree. I don't think you can say that Pitt is playing himself in Moneyball. Well, because... he's not charismatic, and they don't make him intentionally good-looking, because he is playing somebody else. But I don't see a lot of range in this movie. He... Well, it's an all-American type movie, you know? it's It's not... It's not an inglorious bastards movie, you know. It's, it's totally different the genre, so you can't really you have to do the apples and oranges again with that. I just feel that he plays it straight, and it's not like he's not good in this. I just don't think he deserves an Academy Award nomination. That's okay. all. That's all. Well, yeah. Uh, let's keep going here. Twenty twelve, killing them softly. I have not seen this movie. Have you seen? No, it? I haven't. Yeah, okay, let's skip it. World War Z, twenty thirteen. I skipped this movie. So you've never seen it? No. It's a flat movie. It's it's based on a very popular intellectual property. I thought it was okay. He plays an epidemiologist. The movie typically uh, the movie's typically seen as not being that great, and he's not that memorable in it. 
12 Years a Slave, he plays a role in that movie. We're not really going to cover it. We did mention that's where he got his first Academy Award as a producer. As a producer. 2014, we have Fury, the tank movie. Have you seen that? Now, yes. And I think he's terrific in this movie. And right. he's so believable as this leader in uh, the last part of the war in 1945. Does that and movie... you just know that there's, there's just more and more killing and and just mayhem and horror and he's he's wonderful in it does and that I movie that, have shia labeouf your boy shia labeouf in it am i wrong or is he in that movie um yes he is actually in that yeah, yeah he is yeah. that's why you're you're biased no i'm not biased <laughs> yeah he's in this uh, movie Oh, John Bernthal is in it. I love John Bernthal. He's great. Okay, I will not comment because I have not seen this movie. Definitely, uh, it's one of my holes in the pit filmography. Uh, but I'll take your word for it. Let's get going. Okay. The Big Short. That has a wonderful cast. Yes, he's great in that, I think. Yeah, he's very good, as and well as the others. <laughs> it's got May's other big crush. He's Christian Bale, which, you know, John will do a filmography on Bale later in the future. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know. We 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 won't we won't do the crushes probably or whatever. Yeah. Well, we can't do a Blake Lively filmography for me. All yeah, you can't do a Blake Lively or a man. God, Allied, twenty sixteen. This is that's another one with Marion Cotillard. She's yeah. another one who just yeah. kind of faded out. But uh, she's, okay. she's good though. Do not she's... shade one of my top five crushes. Marion Cotillard at her peak. Oh, okay. Cotillard. Now, now uh she is she and Pitt are reputed to have had an affair in this movie, and that was one of the things that made Cluster B whack job Julie go over the edge and the in, in the famous plane incident where she got the FBI involved and so forth. But they reputed to have an affair. Now I like this movie. I don't think it's top pit, but have you seen it? No, I have not. Okay, so it's a World War II spy movie, essentially. And he marries this woman, and then he finds out later that she works for the Nazis. And so he's trying to figure out, without letting her know that he knows that she might be a spy double agent. So it, okay. it, the, the premise is great. It's filmed pretty well. They have a famous sex scene in a car when there's a sandstorm. I know, just bear with it. I, I know the plot is weird. Uh, but I would definitely recommend it if you can catch it streaming, uh, just because Marion Cotillard's in it, and it, he's in. I think he's decent. I think he's decent in it. Are you sure it's not Cotillard? No, it's Cotillard for sure. <laughs> Marion Cotillard. Joking, She's I'm French, right. May. She's French. <laughs> Got a French it. All right, let's, let's keep going <laughs> here. Um, we're going to skip War Machine because that's an that was straight okay. to Netflix. Uh, Deadpool two. I think we can skip that. Let's get to his big movies here. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He finally wins uh, an Academy Award for acting in this. Of course, this is Tarantino with DiCaprio. I have two hot takes for this movie, but you can go first. What's your take as him, Cliff Booth, getting his, his final, finally getting his Academy Award? No, no, I, I'm happy for him, of course, but I think that he deserved it more for Inglorious Bastards, probably. Um, Who should have gotten the Academy Award in this movie? Well, if you, if you had I don't to give one person, really. I don't think Leo was that exceptional. I mean, Leo's very good, but if you had to give a director or an actor, actress in this movie, like if this movie had to give 
an Academy Award to somebody who deserves it the most in this movie? Um, I guess I would say Brad Pitt or Leo. Oh, Either yeah. one. Take your pick. Who who do you, who would you pick? Mm, it's Brad Pitt. Okay, I strongly. Okay, we have ten minutes left. We okay. I would strongly disagree with you here, man. Strongly, Brad Pitt is great in this movie, but he's playing Brad Pitt. He is just playing himself. There is no range. He's Brad Pitt mixed with Kato Kalen. You remember from the OJ trial? Like he's like a surfer. Yes. He's like he's like a surfer, burnt out Brad Pitt. But he's oh, like Brad Pitt. Why are you always saying that he's just playing Brad Pitt? We do he's not know himself. Brad Pitt. He's, he's so you no can't range. say that he's playing Brad Pitt. And I've so. seen enough interviews of Brad Pitt to know what Brad Pitt is like in real life. Mm, and like, I don't think scene, so. The scene with him and Bruce Lee, right? Funny scene, great scene. He's Brad Pitt. He's just mm. calm, cool. He's like Rusty from the Oceans movie. It's just Brad Pitt. Who deserves the Academy Award for this? I say Tarantino. Going back to top two Tarantino. This is probably my most rewatchable. This and Bastards are the one I, I watch because the other ones can be dark. So I don't like dark movies, but this is DiCaprio Oscar all the way. He pulls off so much, May. He, pays off, he, he plays off so much range in this movie. He's insecure, like the, the scene in, in, the, in the trailer where he's beating himself up for not being good. Yeah. He plays confident. He, he plays everything. He runs the gamut of emotion. Brad Pitt with Bruce Lee is Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt uh, with uh, Margaret Qualley. Brad Pitt. Hold on. Uh, let me this let me was a supporting actor, wasn't Brad, it? Yeah. Brad Pitt so, at, at the ranch is Brad Pitt. He's playing Brad Pitt when he goes to the Manson ranch. He's just playing. He, and he, when he's in the car with Margaret Qualley, great scene. Right. But he's Brad Pitt. He's just playing himself. He doesn't deserve an Academy Award for playing himself. That's all I'm saying. Well, all I have to say, though, is that supporting actor and best actor are two totally different uh, performances right there. And I, I do agree with you on some of what you're saying about Leonardo. Uh, having DiCaprio a lot of is amazing range, in but as far as the movie itself, it's another revisionist history type movie for for uh, Tarantino, and it's not it's not as good as Inglorious Bastards. It's not. All right, I I will agree with that because I do like Inglorious Bastards more. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think is very rewatchable, and I think it's because of DiCaprio. DiCaprio takes that movie, and he's if amazing. anything, I think if. DiCaprio really was good in Django Unchained. Yes. So. No, no, look, look, I think he doesn't get nominated for this because he had just won not that, that not too much earlier with The Revenant. And I think right. he's better in this than in The Revenant. I think right. I think this movie's top three DiCaprio. Okay. I, 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 I have strong takes on this movie, and I think he's great. Now, we have about five minutes left, so let's finish up the filmography. Ad Astra, this is the movie he did uh where he's the astronaut have you seen this movie mm -hmm. have you seen this movie i have not seen it great movie it's uh the director gray the guy who did uh, lost city of z uh mm -hmm. it's it's a great movie i i think it's great it's really relaxing it's just amazing it's a very quiet movie but i would recommend if you watch it on streaming all right let's get to uh well he plays a cameo on lost city the one with bullock and channing tatum have you seen that movie no, I'm okay. not. Well, it's we'll, not my cup of tea. No. All right, that's fine. We'll skip that. Uh, he's great. He plays a cameo. He's pretty funny in it. 
Then we got 2022, great year for him. He has Bullet Train and Babylon. Now, in full disclosure, I have not seen either of these movies. I have no interest to see Bullet Train, which I can watch streaming. I um, have seen Bullet Train. Well, you go it's, ahead and comment on Bullet Train. I have well, no opinion. It's just, it's just reminds me of Kill Bill, uh, the Tarantino Kill Bill, except not as dark, the humor, but very funny. Just okay. lots of laughs throughout with a lot of killing and with a lot of blood. And okay. there are cameos in it. Channing Tatum has a cameo in it. And so does Sandra Bullock. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good movie. It's like kind of like what you're comparing to uh, comparing uh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh God, please do not compare. But yes, this, this, this could be even Soderbergh. For a, for a guy movie kind of thing, you know, for something that guys would like to rewatch. Okay, I'm not saying Bullet Train that guys wouldn't want to watch it. I know the basic premise and I, I've seen clips of it uh i'm just not interested not because brad i don't think brad pitt's good in it but either way okay let's get to babylon this is damien chazelle's three hour plus uh epic about 1920s hollywood he, he reunites with our girl margot robbie i've not <laughs> seen this uh it, it's been very polarizing the majority of, of critics and fans don't like it but i do know that there are people who like it because they think chazelle is just taking a crack at it. He's like, you know, what the heck? I'm going to do my three-hour 1920s Hollywood uh, opus and with no cut. I don't care what what the what the producers think. I don't care what the studio thinks. This is my shot. Some people love it for that. I I really can't comment on this movie. I think we should use the last four minutes, because I know you have not seen it either. Let's top three pit rolls. I will go first. Like if I was on a desert island, we have four minutes. If I was on a desert island and I had to pick only three movies that had Brad Pitt in it, this is what I'm picking. Okay, you ready? Now you think okay. about it. Ocean's 12. I love Europe. He's got great chemistry with the cast. He's got great chemistry with Zeta Jones, who's like peak Zeta Jones hot in that movie. Okay, so I'm going there. You know I am not going with most of his 90s work because I find Seven and Fight Club to be too dark. I'm not going there. I'm going with not one of the better movies, but of course, Legends of the Fall, because I get the great Montana sky. It's a history movie. I love history. I get Hopkins going, rawr, rawr, rawr. Right. I get Aiden Quinn, and I get the horribly casted Julia Armand. And then I am going number three. I got to go with Troy. Sorry. I mean, I just, again, I like movies uh -huh. that take me away from where I'm living right now. I don't know. No, okay. no, 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 no. I'm going Bastard. So I'm going Bastard, Fall, and, uh, oh my God, I just forgot the first movie I said. Bastards, Fall, and, okay, you do your top three. I don't come to me. I, I think definitely oh, Ocean's Ocean's probably is in my top three, probably. All right. All right. Um, uh, maybe even Fury. Okay. And also uh, 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Interesting. We're not choosing the movie he won an Academy Award for, the movie he got nominated for, Benjamin Button. 
or his kind of early pit iconic movies, Seven and Fight Club. I almost chose that. Okay. All right. So we got a minute left. What's your takeaway on Pitt overall? More than a Robert Redford wannabe. Yes, he's definitely surpassed Robert Redford's career in terms of range and choices in movies. Um, He's, I do agree that he is iconic and that he will be remembered for a very long time to come. So like, will he win another Academy Award? Support he might. Or he might. I, I think agree. he's choosing the right projects. Yeah. I think he will too. I mean he, the guy is 58, 59. He's got at least 10 more years if he ch- chooses the right roles. He has plan B his own producing company. I think he will yeah continue to succeed. May, I appreciate you coming on to do Brad Pitt part two. We both have our hot takes. You hate the Oceans movies. I am <laughs> flabbergasted by that. And you think he's better than DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time. I'm just... <laughs> but either way, that's why I love you. This is why we love movies. And I appreciate you coming on. Okay, but let me say, I do think that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is good in, in that Tarantino flick. He is. He is very good. But you think Pitt's better? Um, I might give an edge to him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Guys, I appreciate you listening to another episode of Cinema Rag. Our next episode is going to be on the overrated actors under the age 30. Please check that out. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.